Welcome to Words to Action podcast. My name is Uni. I'm an aspiring scriptwriter, a makeup artist by trade, and an astrology lover. Once a month, I select a scene from a TV series, films, or famous speeches, analyze it, and start a conversation with friends and experts. From the world of dialogue of Shondaland to the wittiness of Amélie Poulain, how does fiction truly impact and resonate within our world? I'm eager to find out. As we slowly easing out of lockdown for the third time, I was just thinking about dating and compatibility. It was hard enough pre-COVID to date, the worst part for me being ghosted on a dating app. But now, how do you gauge? How do you find someone compatible when you can no longer do recreational stuff together? And I'm not referring to some fun sex. Well, all is left to do is talk. And if your suitor has no depth, no wit, lacks character, plus cannot speak your lingo, well, thank God for vibrators. I wanted to come back to an era when courtship, the ancient terms for dating, was a requirement. You could barely touch one another if not for a dance, let alone engage into some salacious business without a chaperone, or else you were immediately disgraced and labeled as the scandal of the town. Instead, you earn favors from the Majesty the Queen, you wrote letters, and the only sliding you would attempt was the scented handkerchief aimed at the gentleman. I'm yearning for those stories being from Versailles and all. Alright, let me snap out of it. Thank God for Shondaland, there is a new acclaimed TV show, Bridgerton. A time when the fashion was of the essence and men came with an intention when dating, a purpose. And at the end of the season, you were expecting to find a suitable match. On the first episode, I want to discuss on how to find a match in this modern day society. The aim for most of us might not be marriage, but somehow we need to find a meaning behind dating. So my question is, is romance doomed? But before we answer that, let's just for a minute listen to this scene of Bridgerton on Netflix from Shondaland Production, a superb monologue that resonated with me and I'm sure many of you. Season 1, Episode 5, when Simon, the Duke of Hastings, tells the Queen why he should marry Daphne Bridgerton and her compatibility is not solely based on love itself. The young lady flatters me. It was not love at first sight. For either of us. There's attraction, certainly. At least on my part. But Miss Bridgerton thought me presumptuous, arrogant, insincere. All fair, really. And I thought her a prim young lady barely out of leading strings. Not to mention the sister of my best friend, and so romance was entirely out of the question for both of us. But in so removing it, we found something far greater. We found friendship. You see, Miss Bridgerton and I have been fooling all of Mayfair for quite some time. We have fooled them into thinking we are courting. And really, all along, we simply enjoyed each other's company so much we could not stay away from one another. I 
I've never been a man that much enjoyed flirting, or chatting, or indeed talking at all with Daphne. Miss Bridgerton, conversation has always been easy. Her laughter brings me joy. To meet a beautiful woman is one thing, but to meet your best friend and the most beautiful of women is something entirely apart. And it is with my sincerest apologies, I must say, to the prince coming along for me to realize I did not want Miss Bridgerton to only be my friend, I wanted her to be my wife. I want her to be my wife. Wow, if you're not into romance and period drama, well, damn it, this is not for you. But for me, it's poetry, once again, being from Versailles, you know. Anyway, I digress. So, what is compatibility? In the modern definitions, he says the natural ability to live or work together in harmony because of well matched characteristics. From that Bridgerton scene we just heard, it was obvious that in earlier times, love and compatibility were not not the main consideration in finding a suitable spouse. To talk about it, I invited my unapologetic Virgo friend, Renty, a fierce makeup artist, creator of the Insta page, The Last Kilo, who is swiftly making her way into number 10 Downing Street. With Renty, you get the brain and the beauty, and timekeeping is everything to her. So let me just go, she's waiting. Thank you so much, Renty, for joining me on my first podcast. I really appreciate you are a great guest and I knew you'd be the perfect person. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. I feel very like, um, I feel charged up almost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to tell us why you feel yeah, charged up. I am. But I, I really wanted to start with, obviously, you heard the scene of Bridgerton. And I wanted to ask you your overall thought on Bridgerton, the series in general. Did you like it? I loved it. Like, I love Bridgerton. I'm a sucker for romantic um, movies. And this was actually my first period drama that I've watched properly. Okay. So I think for me, it was nice to incorporate um, period drama with romance and scandal. Yeah as well so I like the cross between Gossip Girl and like Downton Abbey I think that for me that was really really fun and interesting to watch um, I yes. really did enjoy the characters I mean the Duke is also the love of my life I think he's absolutely he gorgeous. was the star of the show yeah he's he's just so beautiful um yeah I actually really liked all of the female characters as well even though some of them did appear weak to me but that's just my prerogative as usual <laughs> but to be honest I really did enjoy it I mean, I'm a fan of period drama, so I had no problem kind of understanding the dynamic. Um, I thought it was very glossy at, at first. I was like, I'm, I'm not sure because I'm so used to something so somber yeah. when you look at all the Bromte kind of period drama. But after a while, I kind of got used to it and I like the glossiness of it. Some character, not so much. I was like, I don't understand her character. But I guess, and, and and you know, the way he got wrapped up, I understood that I feel like they felt it was going to be only one season. That's yeah. why everything unraveled so quickly. And I thought he could have dragged a little bit more, but, you know, there's going to be a season two, so it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that particular scene that you heard. How did that resonate with you? 
I think for me that scene was just it kind of put everything that I believe about love into action because Mm -hmm. the idea of let's say like your friend and your lover being the same person is amazing for me and I think yeah of of course like I'm an Aquarius rising and for us like it's the sign of friendship so when people meet absolutely so when people meet me immediately it's almost like that over familiarity (laughs) yeah like yeah suddenly want to just be quite close and I'm just like oh what's going on but I feel like for me in in aspects of love you kind of want it to be that way too you kind of even if there's times where you both don't actively love each other let's say he does something he or she does something to really piss you off what keeps Mm. you there is that friendship and for me do you think it's not dangerous just to be friendly straight away because then you are scared that you're gonna go into the friendship zone too soon not necessarily I I think what I mean by what I said is like say like you're with you say you're together you're known to be boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife there's going to mm-hmm. be periods of times where you don't actually like love the person in the aspect they've done yeah, something you can't really they, they, they just pissed you off yeah <laughs> but the fact that they're your friend as well gives you that extra boost yes of let's yes, say definitely. i respect them and i love them for something else not just in a romantic sense um, I think for me, it was a, the way it resonated. It's so important to create moments. And even though you might not become friends straight away, because I think for me, a friendship, you walk towards it. Yeah. At the beginning of the friend, at, at the beginning of the relationship of any sort of relationship, you have to create moments. And sometimes you're going to have good moments and sometimes you're going to have bad moments. And I think um, when you have um, a bad time in your marriage or your relationship to go back to those moments of friendship or laughter uh, is essentially what can save your relationship. So um, I wanted to ask you, nowadays we are into a very different context. We're still in lockdown. We're going to come out of lockdown very soon. But um, essentially, do you think that romance is dead? Do you know what? I think... If you had asked me this, maybe like the beginning of 2020 or maybe when like lockdown was at its peak, where people were actively looking for romance and love because I think everyone kind of just felt really lonely. I would have said absolutely not. Romance is not dead. But I do think that this past week and what I've been seeing online and I think about my own experience and I think it makes me question if romance ever existed uh, or is it just for me like oh, wow. <laughs> is, it, is it just me that hasn't experienced it to that extent where someone's actually wants to go to ends of the earth to be romantic with me and I feel mm-hmm. like for me it's not that romance is dead I just think that maybe I don't have it's it's very hard for me to find someone who wants the same quality of romance Okay. And I feel like looking online and I see just really bad infidelity stories and just thinking like yeah. romance is about respect. Absolutely. And I feel like that respect is missing so much. The fact that it becomes normal that people are bad lovers or bad partners that and people yeah. always romantic romanticize that instead. They romanticize mm-hmm. that being your up and your down. Yes. And yeah. like infidelity and lack of romance is part of ups and downs. And I think when people think about romance, they think of it in the grand sense of flowers or going to the to Paris every week. The grand gesture the grand instead gesture. of uh, the wooing or the seducing. Yeah. Back then, men used to seduce yeah. a game. I think there was a game to play. And I think people no longer want to play 
the game. Well, they're playing I different games. <laughs> price, we're no longer the price. And I wanted to ask you, do you think our expectation, um, we need to change our expectation? Because when you listen to some uh, dating gurus, and, and, and we're going to speak about what's happening right now with some dating gurus, um, and do you think we've been lied to for all those years? We've been, um, you know, people have been telling us to get into a relationship. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Our expectation, we want high value men, but we're not bringing anything to the table. Do you think that we should change the way we go into dating? Are we, are we talking about women changing the way they go into dating or everyone? Um, everyone. I think, to be honest, I feel like when I think about the average woman and my friends, I think that they don't have to change anything to be honest I think what most women and most women especially go into dating like okay I'm going to be committed to finding someone that appreciates me back I don't think our standards are too high because mm. if you look at but obviously of- it's not working no no it is because working. you have but I, I don't think it, it is okay. fully working because then- there's so many women that are beautiful and they, they've got their you know their shit together but yet they're still single. So do we have to, not even changing, but adapt? I think we have to understand what adapting is. Adapting nowadays is really rubbishing your standards. And I think it's quite dangerous to adapt to the point where you look at your standards and what you're asking for is actually a fully functioning adult human being. It's Mm -hmm. someone who is committed to you as you are to them. Someone who is working, trying to make ends meet like you are. Someone who is honest like you are. Someone who is faithful Mm -hmm. like you are. Someone that respects you and like you respect them. And that is what people are genuinely asking for. People are asking for their companion. People are asking for someone to do life with them. And I feel like for me, it's how low can our standards get? Like how low can it get? Where are we we going? We're going to end up in this dangerous place where... We're going to find ourselves accepting really bad behavior and calling it love because but that- we, we're already there, I think. And, and let's talk about that story that broke like uh, a couple of days ago, or if not yesterday, yeah. uh, where you had that um, guru Absolute that, <laughs> that got caught cheating. Yeah, uh, Derek Jackson. Name- yeah, Derek Jackson. And I'm going to tell you something. People are in uproar about what he did. Every time I watch his videos, I never believe a word he says. Absolutely. I saw right through it. Before, but that was before he was cheating. I never liked his vibes. I never did. There was something that was off. My intuition was telling me this man is not sitting in his truth. And when that came out, people were like, oh my God, oh my God. The deception that came with it was so unparalleled. And I really felt sorry for some of the the, the, the women that listened to his advice. Oh. Even, some, even if some of his advice were, were not bad per se, but like it's deception. And it, I almost want to say we should charge him like he <laughs> needs to go to jail. No, honestly, because for me, it's fraud. It is fraud. And it is think- fraud. And you need to be liable. 
not just about i'm sorry god has told no intuition every time i've listened to a man talk about relationships i'm not gonna yeah. lie i hear absolute nonsense like i hear things like for example when people say oh why do men cheat and people start to use these grand reasons and i'm just like no guys i'm sorry there's no grand reason because if there are men also in this world that have never stepped out there's men yeah. who've never stepped out and they don't have two heads they, what they do, they respect and they love their partner. When I hear men's advice about relationships, I always hear something that's self-serving. I always yeah. hear something that's so self-serving, someone that has that has a lack of self-control, someone that is so fickle that can't see the bigger picture, which is why, personally, when it comes to men giving relationship advice, I always take it with a pinch of salt because you're self-serving. When I, we- I mean, when I said that, listen to, I like, you know, for some, for, for instance, when our father, my father used to speak to me about relationship, he comes from a place where he had experience and I want to hear his perspective. I don't have to take his perspective, but at the end of the day, you know, when a man explained to me something and I can see it in a pattern on so many other men, there's some truth to this. And it's up to me to, when I go into my relationship to understand that, oh, this is what my, my, my dad was telling me about. So I'm better prepared mm. in this way. That's why I want to hear when a man says something, there's, there's some truth to this and we can say whatever we want, but this is their perspective. When it comes to cheating, I also want us to come from our, uh, you know, m- women cheat as well. So of I course. think in that dating game, we also need, and it's not to say about, it's not to talk about men and say, oh, they're right. No, it's about for once coming from our perspective, see what is not yeah. working and trying to make that change and being very realistic and not idealistic about, oh, yeah, it should level to my level. So the truth is some men will not necessarily level, level up. They, they will not. Yeah. They will not. And it's up to you to make that decision. But sometimes we have some expectation and it will never happen. And and what I'm saying to you is it depends how old you are. It depends if you've been married, if you have kids. All of these different status changes how you go into dating and how you get a relationship. Honestly, we cannot be oblivious to that. We I cannot be oblivious that. 100% get it but then why is it that you know how many women are not oblivious to everything you know how many women there yeah. are more women that have accepted men falling short than m- women especially black women let's just especially be real men. especially and, us yeah and uh, yeah. Then, then women who actually want a wholesome person and i think a lot of people fail to understand this and fail to actually believe this and for yeah. me, so when 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 you fall short which is why when i was watching this useless man with his wife <laughs> I was just thinking... It was so painful. It was so painful. <laughs> First of all, it was so painful. Because I think what pissed me off the most is that he kept on speaking about himself in the third person and oh, how Derek Jackson has failed. Like, Derek Jackson has failed. So who is the yeah. other Derek Jackson 2.0 that we're talking about? <laughs> I need to know who the other person was speaking about, that that person or that season, that chapter before my marriage. And yeah. I hate the way motivational religious men speak about their marriages as if for example something that really pisses me off is when they say my marriage was under attack the devil was doing this oh my god yeah yeah the devil is working a nine to five and a five to five to five a.m that also he's too busy for your ass like he (laughs) you literally literally did this by yourself and i
It feels like you've met them already in another life. Words can't describe it. It's a feeling. Then you question stuff like, wait, have I met this person before? You find yourself wanting to speak to them more, enjoy their company. You can't wait for the next meeting. Long story short, it feels like you're very on fairy tale. Everything just fits. It's like the, the final piece of the puzzle. Loving, helpful, ambitious, healthy, good listener, gives good advice, takes advice, smart, someone who is in love with me, respectful, God-fearing, private, knows how to satisfy, reads the room, trustworthy, beautiful soul, kind and caring. Those are the traits I'm looking for. I think for me when I approach dating I always approach things with an open mind and yes for me I always go in with I am committed at this second at this next two hours of my time yeah. my life I'm yeah, you are there you're present I'm present yeah. I'm, I'm I'm committed to getting to know who you are okay so you, you I feel like the first tip will be be present be committed be present. Be so present when I committed when I say be present, be committed, meaning uh, what I mean by that as well is do not anticipate too much. Do yeah. not, oh, no. don't go into, oh, we're going to get married because your brain will go so far out when you are missing the moment. Yeah. Be present. And that's such a good, a good uh, advice. Be present and be committed. And whatever happened when you go home, that's another, that's another thing. You can exactly. make another decision. You can say that wasn't for me, but exactly. at least you were fully committed, and and that's so important. What else can you, you know, how how <laughs> about your physique? How would you go? Would you go full on makeup, uh-huh. or would you very relaxed? Or I always feel like for women, I feel like you should always go how comfortable you feel. I feel like for oh, me, there's okay. a there's a misconception that men prefer natural. Okay, there's not that it's not that it's a misconception, but if natural makeup in and I say natural, like let's say a BB cream and like two dots of concealer, etc. Yeah. If that doesn't make you feel beautiful you're not going to enjoy yourself on that day. So for me yeah. personally, what makes me feel beautiful is having like my usual makeup on and maybe mm-hmm. like, I have like a toned down lash or something, but that's as much as I'm toning down, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because, <laughs> you know you. Because <laughs> for me, I know that confidently I do my makeup quite well, that I don't look crazy. Okay, yes. but I do know that this is my comfort zone. And like, if I go in there natural, I am already changing a big part of myself for someone mm-hmm. I don't even know properly mm-hmm. yet. You know, I think it's about enhancing what you already get, and I yeah. think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I have to feel very comfortable as well. I would never go on a date with wearing wearing high heels unless we might go to the restaurant and this is needed. But if I know, for instance, when I went on a date, I was wearing uh, like uh, pants. I was kind of really relaxed, and my makeup was done, my hair was done. That's one of the things. My hair needs to be done, or uh, or else it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but. I like to look enhanced, not necessarily transform, but enhanced. Uh, in terms of conversation, how do you, are you the talker or are you the listener? Let me tell you something. I'm usually a really <laughs> good listener. Yes, you are. I think when it comes to men, being a listener can make you automatically put you in that submissive sense. And that's Absolutely. when they... Absolutely. 
and that's when they really suddenly like you and then you ask them why do you like me because you're such a good listener I'm like no I'm not really a good listener you've just spoken about yourself for the past yeah a lot hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know um but I think for me a good date is where we both bounce off of each other yeah um, yeah I feel like it's a bit awkward sometimes if they're doing all the talking and you've got nothing to say or you're doing all the talking and they've got nothing to say which I find more awkward I don't yes. like it when I'm doing all the talking I just feel like oh I'm that's when I know that I'm just doing too much mm. I think it's very important to listen the reason why they will always reveal something about themselves and this oh, is yeah. where you can you you can start having a picture of who he is regardless if you're going to see him again but sometimes there's some keywords that he's going to say one day i went into the date and the guy said the police was called and all i heard was police i <laughs> <laughs> like hold up hold up repeat it back again i wasn't listening to the last 10 minutes what you said <laughs> as soon as he said the purple was involved mm. i knew the type of guy that uh, the type of relationship, not necessarily guy, but the type of relationship we could potentially go for, even though I'm not the sort of person that will call on the police. Mm. But it's so important that when you go on the day, it's about talking about um, yourself and having, like you said, that exchange, but listen to them. Mm. Listen to them very carefully. Most of the time you will know who they are. Yeah. And then you can make that kind of first judgment. I'm not saying that that's it, yeah. but um, yeah listening is very important so now that we're talking about dates i wanted you to tell me about a very bad date anecdote do you have one? Oh god <laughs> <sighs> um i'm not gonna give too much detail about this specific one but it was mm. a, it was a good date for quite a few reasons and yeah. I always tend to send thunderbolts to him, um, like in my memory. Did you say it was a good or bad date? It was a bad date. Like it was, yeah, it, it, it went from like high to low very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it was this one guy that I met at um, a, a club, lol. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. He was like, he was tall, like he had like a really nice body, etc. And he asked for my number literally as I was exiting the um, the club. Mm-hmm. and I was thinking oh like this like I was like do you know what whatever like let me just kick 2019 let me just end 2019 on a super high on the high. high so I took his number we were flirting a little bit and then he texted me like literally an hour later like have you got home yeah. all right I was thinking oh that's cute that's fine and so he <laughs> asked me to go to the theater and the theater was it was honestly it was such a great day I learned I, I learned a lot about him okay and I learned that he mm. was stinking rich <laughs> just like that and, and, and just to to add something where they pick to go on a date will say so much about them it does say like I feel like for me like definitely wherever he picked for us to go location yeah. like definitely reflected him like he was very well educated 100% like he had a really good yeah. job like he spoke really well like he was he had prospects you could see that it wasn't potential so, yeah. So many different kind of boxes for yeah, you. Yeah, like and yeah. obviously I'm Nigerian, so for me, ticking boxes like yeah, you're successful, you're six foot, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a bit of money, no problem. And that went well. But then the second day, we went mini golfing, and yeah, he tried to get me drunk so many times, and yeah. he kept on, kept on, kept on, kept on trying to get me drunk to the point yeah. where he felt like I owed him something. Yeah, and the entitlement. It was. Uh, the entitlement took like such a bad turn 
And mm-hmm. I think for me, like him thinking he was entitled to me and getting really yes. upset with me when I didn't give in to that and yeah. like ghosting me, like completely ignoring me, like basically just pretending I didn't exist after that made me feel so crap because the date was mm-hmm. right. But the fact that he was always late and the fact that he was just trying to get me drunk, try to like, yeah. um, kind of like disrespect me in such a really like yeah. um toxic way just yeah. kind of made so it was no longer about you now no, it, it was wasn't. about what he needed yeah. and that was it so dismissive it. It, it was the case where like me as a person didn't really matter to him on that second day yeah and funny enough he actually tried to contact me like nine months later the, the nerves like nine and, and that's what they would do that's what they would do you know when women say yeah 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 they always come back yeah and so I, that's why I, relax he will be back they I, will always do yeah go on and i and i always think that sometimes coming back isn't always a um after that he came back and a few others came back oh it, it wow kinda, so <laughs> it kind of made yeah. me realize that coming back necessarily isn't like a good thing it's for them oh no no uh, no it's yeah. not always a compliment sometimes you're like what do you want yeah. you, you know i'm not saying like we should uh, like celebrate that mm-hmm. but it's always going to be the case sometime in the other way around if he was quite disappointing and you really wanted the guy he, he will come back yeah. You come back so sometimes don't do the most just yeah. relax and yeah the person will come back okay and but my question is like did you foresee that behavior in, in the first date do you know what no i did not because the first date the first official date was one of my best dates yeah with someone so the same person gave me two opposite ends <laughs> of the spectrum i swear just my luck <laughs> oh god it was insane <laughs> so the first date like I could I would you if you told me that was going to be that person I would have told you you're a liar like yes I would have told you you're a liar like because he was such a gentleman on the first date like he was really sweet he was really polite he he communicated all the way when he was late he really apologized he paid for everything he wanted like he was very like a master of disguise he basically was a wolf in sheep's clothing like it yeah. was crazy and wow. for me, and i'm i would like to prize myself as being quite genuine where yes if i'm speaking to anyone even if it's a friend or a platonic friend or speaking to a guy romantically i will always be myself and i know mm-hmm. that with experience when i stop being myself and when i stop breaking my back when i start hiding myself and when i start trying to be someone else or start taming my character that's when i know that they're changing me like mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. they are molding me to what they want to be i'm shrinking myself so much just to yes. fit into their idea of what a person what a woman they like and it reaches stomach when i can't keep up that facade any longer where i just like you know what i'm not doing this you know yeah, yeah. you just stand in your truth and yeah. i think when it comes to dating is no exception yeah uh, you have to remain who you are and i think uh, this is what you were saying where your standard cannot be dropped and if that morphing you to something that you're not you can see that just um step away when researching further i came across spirit an american licensed therapist tv and radio personality 
author, and yes, that's her name on Wikipedia. She talked about the various needs in dating. She had developed an acronym for successful relationship called RISES. In her theory, you must have five distinct points, all based around one theme, intimacy. R for recreational intimacy, I for intellectual, S spiritual, E for emotional, and my ultimate favorite, S sexual intimacy. But I'm just being cheeky there. And to talk about it, let me introduce my guest. And I feel like I do like what she says about compatibility. And I do think like the point she raises in terms of, let's say, the acronym of RISE of like, oh, what is what you should kind of measure yourself against, you know, yeah, and yeah. it kind of reminded me of love languages. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. one of my favorite thing. However, I just yeah. feel like for me, the idea of wound mate was quite interesting. I think that's why I kind of disagreed with her is mm-hmm. because... It go. It ties into the aspect. It ties into this idea that you are the the author of all your downfall, and you are the author of everything wrong that goes on in one's life. And I feel like mm-hmm. it goes back to when we what we spoke about, like people in wolf in sheep's clothing, and yeah, a lot of women that you know, a lot of women that I know, go into love and relationships with a really open mind, and they go yes. in not expecting, which is a very normal thing, not expecting the person to be a monster. And yes, like for me saying that you keep attracting these people, no one keeps attracting evil. And I feel like it's very, you have to be careful when you say like you attract a certain type of person. If that person keeps coming, if a certain type of man keeps coming back into your life, I think Mm -hmm. I understand that men can, can smell vulnerability, but it's not your fault that someone cruel keeps coming. And it's because a lot of people don't have the humanity or the empathy that is needed for someone who has been through something. Like, let's look at um, this stupid man, Derek Jackson, like where his wife, uh, uh, to marry a woman like that, you need to come with a lot of healing power. You Mm -hmm, need to come mm -hmm. with a lot of healing. And not inflict more pain, yeah. Like a lot of patience, a lot of integrity, a lot of commitment to love, commitment to building a life. And some would say her trauma her trigger warning sorry rape her 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 being raped her being being um suicidal is attracting men like that no yeah a woman like that needs healing and so when i look at wound mate it made me think that no you're actually blaming victims for Mm -hmm. not that men women can just be victims you're blaming men as well like they can they're victims of their own problems that you're victim blaming them and for me i found that very problematic because you cannot do that to people because people don't go out of their way to find people that destroy them yeah, I think it's important as well to, when she says something like that, is to also give a solution. When you tend to see that you're attracting the same type of person, as 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 me, I, w- I want to know why yeah, and an how idea. I can fix it. Yeah. So because a lot of the time, it's true, you kind of attract, like you can um, split up with somebody and your next relationship might be very similar. Yeah. So how do I recognize that and how do I fix it? And if you don't try to fix it if you if you're making the same mistake i'm not saying that that's on you because it's it's exactly saying that oh yeah you know you're attracting that purposely but it's important to at some point wake up and smell the coffee and as soon as you saw the sign you have to decide if that's what you want based on your on your past trauma because 
yeah go on and i feel go like on. i i do definitely agree with what you say there because i feel like for me when you ask me like what do i how do i go into my relationship or how do i go into dating or how do i go into talking to men for me i yeah. used to and i'm gonna say i used to <laughs> <laughs> I used to be really accommodating like I used yes. to be so accommodating where like you like for example I'm not joking I feel like I developed I dated seven men last year for some reason <laughs> I developed seven interests why <laughs> like, yes <laughs> I, why are you into baseball I'm into everything then- now <laughs> like I suddenly, <laughs> I suddenly yeah. became a jack of all trades and then I asked myself what did they take from me? Like I said, yeah. you've gone into this so accommodating and you've left drained mm. every single time. Yeah. But not apart from yeah. one guy. And the reason why you were drained is because you did you bent over backwards for them. Because you're so you're that type yeah. of person, even in your friendships. And it goes back to and I swear this is where psychology comes in. It goes back to your friendships, it goes back to your family, how you treat people. Uh- absolutely how you treat people you love you pour in so much effort with them yes you overexert yourself for them and then you would you you're the product of your environment so that's why you know sometimes i was talking to a guy and we're not dating or anything and then i was so upset because again i started that pattern of investing myself Mm. and try to be that fixer and i'm like okay and I was talking to my friend and my friend was like, you know who that person is? And I was like, who is it? Your brother. I, I, I was like, <gasps> I had a horror shock. And it was true. The same dynamic that I had with one of my brother, that was the same dynamic that I was trying to establish with that person. Yeah. And it was not a romantic, like we are not dating. So you have to be you have to look at your family. How is your relationship with your father? How's your relationship with your brother? How's your relationship with that? And also ask yourself the question, do I like that? Yeah. Do I like that Ooh. dynamic? Because family, you like, yeah, but he's my family. I don't have to accept that dynamic just because you're my family. And to be honest, you can be my blood, but you don't have to be my family if, if, if that makes sense. But that's another subject. So you always have to look at the dynamic that you have with your family and because we're so used to that we will be willing to accept some absolute nonsense from stranger and uh, tolerate Sorry. even more um yeah yeah so no, it's a no for me but can i can we just talk about very quickly about you know what mm-hmm. spirits and that's a real name i know i was <laughs> a shock i was in shock when i saw this uh, so she she talks about rises which is an acronym and for you, the first one was recreational. And for people that are not sure what recreational means is when you're doing some activities together, for instance, you know, hiking, going, you know, restaurant and things like that. So how important that is for you, Renty? Yeah, because I think for me, I really oh, do really? like the conversation. <laughs> I do really like being around my friends and like people, you know. I think for me, the fact that if I can feel yeah. peace, like find someone who you love going grocery shopping with <laughs> and for me like it's actually so important because okay. I need us to be able to be so comfortable and like just I love one thing I love about observing in relationships is how easy things are done together 
like there's no awkwardness there's always yes, something yes, to talk yes. about there's always something to bounce back off there's, you can be on the phone for hours you can do things together you can sit in silence for hours mm. <laughs> that for me is it's so important it's important for me for me on the scale of one to five i would say it's about a three I think it's very important to do things together, oh, yeah. but I like when you are leaving me alone because I've seen relationship as well where you're going no. dinner with your girlfriend <laughs> and yes, Simon is here and <laughs> he has an oh, opinion. Like it's borderline like creepy. I'm really sorry. So it's it's important for me, for you to be able to do your things with your mate so we don't develop that codependence that become unhealthy at the end because you want to spy on me or because I don't trust you because all those things can also uh, you are with me all the time because you have a trust issue and I don't want that um, the next one is intellectual so on the scale how important that is for you intellectual meanings that you have conversation we can start talking from politics to sports you kind of motivate my intellect. You feed that is this. So how important me. that is? <laughs> um, because I dated a man. Yeah, and, oh, God bless his soul. And he was... <laughs> this man was stunning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, you've seen him. Like, he is... When you see him, you get whiplash. Because you're thinking, the flipping God still yeah. make these? Yeah. <laughs> But I swear to you, <laughs> intellectually, I just couldn't. Yeah. I just, we genuinely couldn't have a conversation. Is there? And it was, it was, it was like, Desert. it Desert. was so bad. But then the guy that I really, really did like, the intellectual conversation was 10 out of 10 because we could talk about anything. Like for me, converse, intellectual yeah. um, intimacy means that I can bounce my ideas off of you. We can. In, we're interested in yeah. the same things and that's where it comes from i love interesting people i love learning from people i love conversation i love people that apply nuance to everything yeah. I, I, I tell you it's so it's so important to me yeah it's it's for me it's yeah. vital without this we have nothing because at the end of the day there's we cannot talk about uh uh, um, the episode of um, uh, how yeah. do you call it um, Atlanta housewife you know all the time so it's important for you to really have layers to really know uh, what you, you know some topics yeah. even if it's about talking about football uh, talking about politics what's yeah. going on in the world and you are interested for me it's it's, it's so important <laughs> Honestly, do, like, you do you read like, are you are you do you know what it is yeah. are you committed to being interested in what i am am i am i also in the same because for example like last weekend yeah we spent yeah. time together and you're into fashion and we had that in, we had that intellectual intimacy yeah, where I, I think i was quite open to seeing what you were what you were interested in and i developed a love for it do you get what i mean and i think yeah. that is that intimacy that i expect yeah yeah and it makes you grow into because there's so much like my son at yeah. the moment is watching uh sugar rush and what i loved about that is when he speaks mm. to me about food he has developed a language mom this is mm. fluffy i want to see texture i want to see that and he wasn't talking like this so for me, it's so important for him yeah. to watch those type of show and then we can have a conversation mm -hmm. about food in on another level. It's like, is it good? No, he was talking about proper words like fluffy texture. I want to see some depth in the cake. At some point <laughs> I was like, well, Ilan takes several seats. 
Because <laughs> everything I was cooking, I was like, mom, mm-hmm. if I made church. And I was like, no, you cannot. So next is a spiritual intimacy. So spiritual intimacy is about how, and she did mention that it's not about religion per se. It's about mm-hmm. um, how you see the world, the concept of the world, how important that is to you. And I'm going to give you an example. When I was going on that date with that guy, uh, he did mention, we had a conversation about religion and he didn't believe in God. And he was so adamant and he was like, no, there was no, you know, uh, like scientific proof. Da, 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 da. And my problem with that is you can believe in what you believe, but you also have to yeah, allow me to believe what I believe. And on that note, mm. I could never be with somebody like that. Because if we have mm. children... How are we going to raise them? We're never going to agree. And this is going to be quite damaging for me and not even for him because he doesn't care, but he he was not respectful of that. So that was a typical case where I might not go to church every week, but I will respect Mm -hmm. somebody that will go to church every week. I think for me, spiritual intimacy is important to the point where I personally couldn't be with someone who thinks that this is what we have and like the world is that's it like there's nothing higher there's nothing more than that and I feel like for me yeah that's quite important to me I would say it's definitely a 3.5 out of of five because I'm not a devout overly religious person yeah. um I used to be and I feel like times life just changed up etc but I can never neglect the fact that that I believe in a God and I do believe like astrology helps me aid my belief in God so I think for me having mm-hmm. someone that doesn't mm-hmm. make fun of me or someone that doesn't take me seriously um yeah and of rolling their eyes like when you wouldn't you're, do that you're, to anyone yeah. else who is of let's say an Abrahamic or faith yeah. but you would do that to somebody who is just like on the spiritual side so for me I think that's really important to me someone that just doesn't mock me you know so yeah 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 because you don't have yeah. belief I, I think it's ludicrous yeah. to be honest everybody believes in something and and, and some of them don't really believe in god yeah. whatever it might be science so you want science to prove you that there's a god that yeah. exists so you will re- you rely on that so why would you mock people that believe in you know in the quran and 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 and, yeah. and i said to him you sure you want to date a black girl because you're going to to like if you date a black girl, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, they all have a belief, yeah. whether it's Muslim or Catholic or, you know, so you can't say things like that, especially. And, and that's that comes into compatibility and it's not in there into the cultural aspect. If you can't respect that yeah. culture, you are never going to get it. Yeah, it's not going to work for sure. Um, and the last point and which is important the sexual no sorry not the last one my bad um e yeah. which stands for emotional and int- uh, intimacy which is obviously have you, are you warm fuzzy uh, do i feel safe with you or uh, are you kind of very detached dry you know show, show your emotion and how how <laughs> how do you, you relate, how do to relate to that rather than is it important for you <laughs> but um I- I think for me, yeah, I, how do you relate? I, I, think that's the part where I kind of struggle with where I'm emotionally invested in people in a very different mm-hmm. way. Where I'm, I, it comes in a form of detachment, where I really respect people's boundaries. And yeah. for me, 
it would be I wonder what because I've never been in a relationship before I wonder what a, a re- emotional boundary and emotional intimacy is with someone because obviously sexual intimacy is very different to emotional mm-hmm. intimacy because I have to be invested in all of you mm-hmm. and for me I would it's important to me because I want my partner to teach me that I want my partner to teach me to be comfortable with my myself my own emotions that I can show to them in a healthy way rather than me being this detached person who you could only yeah. know that oh, oh exactly or needy, or like, need, needy I as well in a healthy balance because I know I can be if I find someone I love I know I'll be very clingy to them so yeah yeah, which is nothing wrong with with that. I think it's important to have that emotional intelligence yeah. to see when your partner needs you. It's important yeah. because once you miss some, sometimes you can miss the point and you don't know where you created the damage. And it was at that particular yeah, moment where you needed that hug, <laughs> and you didn't give it to me. I needed a hug. I needed to cry. And, you know, sometimes in some of our culture, don't cry. I remember going to my dad's funeral. People were telling me not to cry. I just hate I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And no, but they were. A lot of people don't cry, don't cry. I have to cry. It's, It's for me. I have to let it out. So, and I needed a hug. I needed that hug. I just put my dad a six feet under and I needed my, my husband to be there for me to when I arrive, he's going to take me in his arm and he's going to be, I'm okay. So it's in that way. I wanted to be safe, but at the same time, I don't want to be babied all the time. Are you okay? Because then it becomes patronizing. Oh, you're too sensitive. Are you that, that type of lingo? So in a way for me, emotional inter- emotion is important, but it has to be intelligent. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I said to my son, text her, we'll see it. <laughs> and last but yeah. not least, I think for sexual. me, this is like really important where I say it's like a four, again, out of five, it's on the same par as intellectual. Because for me, I don't think that I'm a, can you hear me? Yeah, um, I don't think that I'm a yeah, yeah, of course. Like, sexual person um, in terms of where I want to have it 24-7. But I feel like for me, when I have or when I do yeah. want to have it, it's I need this person to, to make me feel comfortable. And that's the most important part for me of sexual intimacy. Because for yeah. me, I struggle with, yeah. let's say, body image and stuff. So I think I need someone who makes me feel really comfortable, makes mm. me feel really beautiful, someone that makes me feel, like, amazing in that in that part. And I think, for me, I've, I've missed that along mm. the way. And for me, I just, that's why it's yeah. important to me, because I feel like once I'm comfortable and once I know this person really cares about me, that sort of that sort of intimacy yeah. is going to be 10 out of 10, because I would hold back they won't hold back because they yeah. like all of you yeah yeah i think for me it's on on, on different yeah. levels you have that lust that is apparent and sometimes if i go into a relationship and it's based on that lust that could be enough for me uh and then you have that uh, sexual like intimacy where it's about connection and once you have that it's even it's even better and like you said that you also have that sexual intimacy ways about respect and also making you feel comfortable like we've seen that yeah. video of that brilliant singer Izu uh on that video where she it was about you know 
Uh, remember, yeah. um, she fell in love with a bad boy. The title is a bad boy. It's a beautiful song. And in there, you can tell that, that she trusts that partner. She's quite vulnerable with her body. And it's all about her body. And I thought it was so beautiful. So, so beautiful. But at the same time, uh, it was quite sexual as well. So I think we can... It's, it's good to explore all those elements of sex it, because sometimes you, you're not going to go into uh, the, the relationship just, oh, yeah, yeah, love me. No, sometimes you want it to be raw and you're going to use sex sometimes as a tool <laughs> to get what you want at time. So be smart with it. But no matter what, it has to be safe and it has to be, it can't be toxic. You know, sex won't fix everything, but it's important. It's I think for me, it seals the deal because you can you can have all those attributes, and if sexually you are not good, yeah. I would uh, not I think, be happy. Yeah, <laughs> some people can do without. I cannot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, I cannot. So. You know, obviously, we come to the end of my first podcast, the mm. first podcast. I don't, I don't yeah. want to sound like that, that Jackson dude. Um, <laughs> so if you have to give an advice for a millennial um, about dating, what would you say? I know it's, it's a broad question, but what would, would you say, say if you have to say, be, you know? Don't go, don't go into it playing a game. Go into it like commit like because i feel like there's two types of games there's games as in like okay i understand that i have to date multiple people at once then there's games where like you know you're not interested in this person but you want them just for your own ego and i think that's the sort of game i see nowadays like be honest with yourself when you approach people or when you're dating Mm -hmm. when you're speaking to people be honest with yourself and don't ghost (laughs) like don't ghost be be just be This is we can talk about that, but ghosting is a a no no for me. I will literally stop with you if you, even if you come back, you are done. Is this done? And you'll be like surprised, like, oh, yeah, it is. Okay, bye. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'd say for me, is know why you're going on a date, make sure you have clear intentions. I think it's very important. All of these are blurred. And sometimes I, I can even say sometimes you will go on a date because you want to be kissed and that's okay. But have clear intention. Know why. Because once you don't, once, if you go on a date and you don't know why, especially for guys when they invite you and they don't know why, it's just you're wasting my time. And for me, and also, yeah. uh, like have a good time. Because at the end of the day, going on a date, I want to have a good time. We forget that when I went on that day, it was terrible. I wanted to laugh. Yeah. I wanted to. That's that's what it's about. It's about connecting, right? So the first thing is to have a good time. So show us some good time, and be yourself. But but be yourself yeah, to yeah, a certain I think, extent. I, I don't want to see the whole of like, you just, straight just like, away. Be your, I think it all comes to back to back to being comfortable. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so right. Well, on that beautiful note, I want to thank you. Um, Oh, no, my God, it was a pleasure. And I'm sure we're going to have many, many other podcasts together. But for now, 
um, I'm just going to have to to let you go. And Merci beaucoup. Till next time. Merci beaucoup. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. For some people, like my friend Vanessa, finding your partner isn't about following bullet points from a PowerPoint presentation. It comes with layers. It has to be organic. And the acronym rises might not work for you at all. Nevertheless, we are all in agreement that showing your true colors, however trendy or classic it may appear to others, is definitely the right way for finding your eternal love. Thank you so much for joining my first ever episode a special merci to my beautiful renty for her solid may i say contribution as well as ashley for her touching testimonial about compatibility i was so scared but i did it and i truly hope you have enjoyed it and i will be so grateful for you guys to leave a review a comment um you know whatever is positive or negative i'm eager to hear it um and even leave a scene an example of a tv scene or movie that you think we should discuss but until then my name is uni and this is words to action bye